0: Thank you for tuning in to Spiritual Insights. This broadcast has been previously recorded. Calls cannot be taken, however. Your comments and questions are welcome. Visit the website at spiritualinsightsradio.com to send a message, browse the archives by specific categories such as money, energy, relationships, mental, emotional, and physical health, just to name a few, and learn more about our featured psychic consultants. You can interact on Facebook at the Spiritual Insights Radio page. Enjoy. Thank you for joining us for this very special broadcast. You know, many of us are looking for effective information and techniques that will improve the quality of our lives, and that is largely the reason I started this show. And I know that not all techniques resonate with everyone. There's some techniques that work better than others. But I do think that we have to be open to the possibility that while a specific practice may seem unusual, it just might be the solution you've been looking for. So, today we're joined by internationally known EFT practitioner, personal development speaker, author, and teacher, Brad Yates, and he is going to tell us all about EFT and its profound effects. Brad, welcome to the show.
2: Thanks, Cheryl. I'm very happy to be here.
0: So, let's start at the beginning. EFT, what it stands for and basically what it does.
2: All right. So, EFT is uh, stands for Emotional Freedom Technique.
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: this is a a mind-body tool based originally on acupuncture so for thousands of years in chinese medicine they've said there's this flow of energy through the body along pathways called meridians and when this energy is flowing naturally we experience uh, health and well-being we feel really good physically and emotionally and when this energy gets stuck then we don't feel so good so in traditional acupuncture they would stick needles in key points to get the energy flowing again with EFT, we tap on these points to to clear out the blocks and get the energy flowing again.
0: Okay. And how did you get started in all, in all this? Did EFT find you, or did you find EFT?
2: Well, I think that uh, it's kind of a little both, I guess. I, it was um, I had been a starving actor—well, not starving, but struggling anyway—in Hollywood and when my wife was pregnant with our first child i decided you know i should have a backup career and became a hypnotherapist and i was doing that for a while then when the second child came along i realized you know what i'm doing enjo- i'm enjoying doing this personal development work more than struggling to make it as a as a movie star mm-hmm. so we moved to northern california and some other hypnotherapists introduced me to this tapping stuff and i went and took a workshop with gary craig the founder of vft and it was like, wow, I just uh, loved this technique, the, the way that it could create change so quickly, and how it really, you know, literally puts the power of change in people's hands. So I re- little by little transitioned from doing uh, hypnotherapy sessions with a little bit of tapping at the end to tapping sessions that still had a little bit of hypnotherapy at the end.
0: Okay. So it does have this, almost the same effect?
2: You know, it's. It's all about changing the way our minds work. I mean, just as it says in your intro, you know, to change your life, you need to change your mind.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so what we're doing is finding tools for allowing that change to happen. You know, we, as human beings, we resist change. We We may want certain things to be different, but we don't want to have to change anything about ourselves. And that's not because we're stupid. It's just that we have training and programming that says don't mess with anything keep everything familiar keep everything the way that you know how it is
1: mm-hmm.
2: so we feel stress when we're when we're faced with change so tapping is the quickest um, form of stress relief that i've ever found and we have modern research showing that the tapping process you know really does clear out stress it dramatically lowers the levels of cortisol in the body this is a stress hormone so
1: mm-hmm.
2: so we have scientific evidence that there is something going on with the tapping that's clearing stress out. Okay, excellent.
0: Well, let's let's go to one of my favorite topics. Um, you know, we we all know, and, and um, I know you believe that life operates on the basis of law of the law of cause and effect. In your words, how does EFT cooperate with this universal law to alter energetic vibrations?
2: Well, we're we're creating our reality. We are putting energy out uh, with our thoughts. And so, what shows up in our lives is the result; it's the effect of the cause that we're being. Now, that surprises a lot of people because they're going, "No, no, no, no." These the effects I'm getting. This is not the energy I'm putting out. We uh, we can be very much in denial about the energy that we're putting out there. We, you know, our our thinking, our, our conscious thinking is, you know, twenty percent, uh, ten to twenty percent of our mental capacity. Most of the thoughts we have are unconscious. Most of our behavior is unconscious. So we may be very aware of when we're consciously thinking positive thoughts or doing healthy things Mm -hmm. and really unaware of the majority of the time when we're complaining about things or we're engaging in unhealthy behavior or things like that. It's often the majority of what we're doing. And so that's the cause, and the effect comes back, and we're going, how did this happen? Why are all these things going wrong?
0: How did I like, get here?
2: Yeah, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, when I was consciously aware, I was walking to the left three steps, and then I kind of my mind drifted, and I walked to the left, the other. <laughs> um, I walked in the opposite direction for another twenty steps, and then I came became conscious again and asked, "Why am I here?" So, that's and the reason that we do these things unconsciously is because we have a lot of programming telling us we should do it. You know, I I like to say that self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love. When we're doing behavior that, you know, we can look at consciously and logically and say, wow, that really is not moving me in the direction I want to go. I want to lose weight. Why am I eating so many donuts? I want to be successful. Why am I showing up late to the office? Mm -hmm. So we... So we sit there, and then we get mad at ourselves for that, when in fact, something in our mind is saying, okay, the donuts help me feel better. I learned that when I was a kid. Uh, There's some stressful things going on, so I'm going to take care of myself right now by eating donuts. Um, More success would mean more money, and people say that money is the root of all evil, so maybe if I just show up later, I'll make less money, and I'll still get to be a good person. So these these beliefs are going on and running our our, our lives and that's and so stress comes up when we're confronted with making changes about this. So as we tap, we clear out the stress and we can start to change the way that our mind is working. If our mind says, I need donuts to make me feel good, that's a there's an energetic feeling there, an emotional feeling there. And with the tapping, we can start to clear that and realize you know what I don't need donuts to make me feel better <laughs> i can I have much healthier ways of making myself feel better. I don't need to be afraid of making more money or making more calls or showing up at the office early or whatever it is that I want to do. The things that we i mean here's the thing when most of us know what we want mm-hmm. you know and even if and even if we don't know what we want that's if we say we don't know what we want, that's one of the ways that we keep ourselves safely in our comfort zone. You know, I know at some level we know what we want, but we might tell ourselves, I don't know, because as long as I don't know, then I don't step out of my comfort zone. But but mostly we're aware, well, I'd like this, I'd like that, I'd like this to happen for me physically, I'd like this to happen for me financially. Mm-hmm. And And the ways and means to do these things are out there. There's no shortage of information now, especially with the internet. You can Google, you know, how to be successful in, at pretty much anything, and the mm-hmm. ways are there. So the question is, why don't we do it? And it's that unconscious fear that comes up, those that stress that comes up, and with the tapping, we can clear those blocks so that we can be do and have what we really want.
0: And is it the fear of the unfamiliar? Um, you know, I'm well aware that you know we become comfortable even in negative abusive or neglectful situations and yeah. that is the energy level to which we resonate and then we summon people that match that energy into our lives we summon jobs that will reflect the conflict that is in the subconscious mind um what what do you have to say
2: along yeah, absolutely those lines?
0: yeah
2: and it's and i know this is always a, a you know, it's a it's a tricky subject because for people who are in abusive situations or have experienced a lot of pain, then when we talk about this kind of law of attraction, this cause and effect, it's like, well wait a minute, you're blaming the victim. It's like, no, no, this is not this isn't about saying it's your fault. It's about recognizing that you have we we have this programming about what life is supposed to be like. And if from an early age we're in abusive situations there's a part of the mind that that gets used to it in a way not in a yeah. you know healthy normal way but it says this is the way it is this is perhaps this is what i deserve this is what life is supposed to be like and and there's a part of us that says i don't even know what it would be like to be treated with love and respect i i it would it would freak me out if if someone actually treated me with tenderness and so while we consciously and logically know, wow, this is wrong that I'm being treated in this way, there's a part of us that says, but but it's familiar, it's known, and I and we we do want to stay in that in that quote-unquote comfort zone, even though it may be extremely uncomfortable. And we call it the comfort zone because it's what's known, it's what's familiar. We know what to expect. You know, if right. if someone has been in abusive relationships, if they're uh, they know what to expect. If they're around somebody who's treating them really nicely, that might be really scary. It's like, "Wow, what is this person up to? I don't
0: mm-hmm. know what to
2: you know I don't know what to expect with this person, and it's gonna be really bad
0: yeah and it and it can also um speak to issues of abandonment as well, where that pattern keeps repeating in someone's life yeah
2: yeah, yeah it's it's that it's what We keep recreating what we we, not what we necessarily consciously want, but what we know that we can handle and what is familiar. And so with the tapping, we can start to change that and and allow ourselves to relax and see, wait, there are other possibilities. Not everyone lives this way. I don't have to live this way. And it is safe for me to be treated with love and respect, or it is safe for me to have a healthier body, or to have more business success or more athletic success or whatever it might be that we're after.
0: Yeah. Excellent. I just need to check one thing, Brad, on a technical level. Um, I'm oh. hearing some static on the line. Are you hearing any static?
2: I am not hearing any static
0: actually. You're not? Okay. I just wanted to be sure I got I got a sense that it's probably just on my end. Uh I had energetically I had a pretty interesting day. So I think I – and I don't know if everybody believes this like I do, but I do feel that our energy fields affect computers. So I hear some static, but I suspected that you did not. So I'm going to keep going and, okay. and trust that the recording of the show will be just fine. So I just needed to check that. But So you're not hearing anything?
2: Uh, just you.
0: Okay, good, good. So I'm just going to keep going and ignore it, and and, and maybe I'll start tapping my forehead. But – um. <laughs> As far as tapping, what what the technique entails is there are meridians in the bodies. There are um, channels for energy that govern the organs, the muscles, and, you know, the the entire framework of the body. In your words, tell us how tapping these energy channels that kind of – through which life force energy, prana, and chi travel – and of course we can become blocked in those areas but tell us how the physical tapping um breaks up that energetic block or how does that happen because i really don't know a whole lot of eft so please tell me as if as if i don't
2: and uh, you know i'm not a scientist i so i and, and so i'll keep it in in easy terms because that's okay that's where i the level i'm <laughs> uh it's the the points that we're tapping are what are called endpoints for these different meridians so you know if you think of uh, meridians as pathways for as you say the the chi then it, it just like a vein is a pathway for blood so the points that we're tapping are the ends of these these pathways and as we stimulate them then we're clearing up the the energy blockage that is occurring in those different meridians now there are a lot of meridians in the body. We are dealing with generally with eight major meridians, and okay. getting that energy flowing smoothly again. You know, and there, and there have been a lot of studies showing that these particular points have uh, a different, uh, you know, a more subtle electrical conductivity than other areas of the skin surface,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: all kinds of things like that. So that you know, it's at a scientific level we can see okay, it's not just all made up. (laughs) There is is scientific evidence to support that, oh, okay, there is something special about these points. There is something happening when uh, when we stimulate these points with tapping or sticking needles or rubbing them, as uh, some people like to
0: do. Okay. So I, I did have a question in the back of my mind that is there a map of where you tap? But you basically just answered that question. There are eight major meridians that we focus on, for no matter the use that we're or the the outcome that we're trying to achieve, there are eight major points. And what are those points?
2: Yeah. So when uh, Roger Callahan, who was the psychologist who first discovered this, uh, he was learning about acupuncture or acupressure at the time, actually,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: had a client who had a lifelong water phobia. And she was experiencing, as a physical symptom, a knot in her stomach. And he had learned that the end point for the stomach meridian was right under the eye and thought, well, let's see what happens. Maybe we can do something about the knot in your stomach. And started tapping under her eye. And not only did the stomach knot clear up, but her fear went away. Lifelong fear of water. And she had no negative reaction to being around water, which he naturally thought was very interesting. And that's what we call a one-minute wonder, which, you know, they happen sometimes. It's not doesn't usually happen quite that quickly or remarkably but uh, you know some stress relief always occurs we always notice at least some level of relaxation if not uh, a more profound experience and he started experimenting with different clients and in his uh, in his experimentation he found that tapping different sequences of different points was most beneficial for clearing out different kinds of emotions one of his first students was Gary Craig, who had a degree in engineering. And thinking like an engineer, he said, "Well, okay, let's let's tweak this and see what works." And he found mm-hmm. that, okay, if we take these eight points and just tap them in a row from top to bottom, then we get the same great results of clearing out these uncomfortable emotions, rather than trying to figure out, okay, I need to tap this point and then this point, and rather than coming up with different sequences, if we just, you know, it only takes a few moments to tap through the different points. Mm-hmm. So the different points that we tap through, uh, the first one we'll start with is the side of the hand. It's sometimes called the karate chop point because if you imagine that you were going to use a karate chop to break some boards, you'd use right. that edge of your hand right between your wrist and your pinky. And mm-hmm. then we and we tap with the fingertips, uh, generally of the index and middle finger of the other hand.
1: Okay. So
2: you can you can tap with either hand on either side of the body. A lot of people tap with both hands at the same time. Uh, for the sake of demonstration I'll say, you know, if you take your right hand
1: mm-hmm. using
2: those fingertips, tapping on the karate chop point on the left hand. Just gently tap in general tap. Yeah, just gently tapping, you know, just tap, 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 tap. Okay. You no, know, don't get caught up in, in you know, the, the rhythm and stuff like that. And okay. generally we'll we'll tap between five and ten times. When I'm doing the process and I'm allowing the the words to come out of my mouth and it's a kind of an intuitive process Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll say a longer phrase, and we might end up tapping a point twenty times, so it's not like it must be at least five and no more than ten it's <laughs> It's a very forgiving right. uh process so we'll so we'll start uh we would start tapping on the side of the hand and we would state what the problem is mm-hmm. and oh, and okay. uh, so if let's say you are feeling some stress about something. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's say you're really angry at Bob. Bob has really done something to tick you off, mm-hmm. and you'd say, ah, "Gee, I'm really angry at Bob." And on a scale of zero to ten, ah, it's a good eight or a nine. So we we just take a get an idea of how upset we are, just so we have a benchmark. And so we'd start by tapping on the side of the hand and saying, "Even though I'm really angry at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself." Because we we want to state a level of acceptance even though we have this issue because so often we get upset with ourselves for having this issue when in fact as i said this self-sabotage is simply misguided self-love every issue that we have is there because some part of our mind based on our programming and training believes that we should feel this way believes that it's necessary perhaps even to our survival that we should feel this way you Mm -hmm. know if i don't get angry at bob there's going to be something wrong. He'll do it again, or I'll get hurt, or something will happen. So it's it, it's my obligation, it's my right
0: to be angry,
2: even if it's uncomfortable, even if it's taking up all my time and energy and I don't get to do what I really want.
0: <laughs> right, okay. I, I want to zero in on something um, that you're saying, um, which is excellent. Um, we all react. We all have a knee-jerk reaction to any given situation, be it uh pleasure pain embarrassment um humiliation whatever the reaction is but what a lot of us also go through is a secondary reaction to the first reaction and we don't like that we feel that way we don't like that we said that or or shrank that way and didn't defend ourselves there is always a secondary reaction to the first and it sounds like this addresses that immediately yeah yeah it's it's clearing out the
2: shame about having this emotion having this reaction you know and uh, that's why I, I use the term uncomfortable feelings rather than negative emotions because okay. the emotions aren't bad it's not bad to be angry it's uh, you know we have a right to be angry the thing is that anger is there to let us know that there's something that needs to be addressed it's like your smoke alarm in your uh, smoke detector in your house
1: mm-hmm.
2: when that goes off that's not bad that it goes off <laughs> it it points out either there's a fire someplace that needs to be dealt with or maybe the batteries need to be changed you know so right. sometimes we get sometimes we get angry and there isn't really anything to get angry about it's just a misinterpretation and uh, but what happens with anger is that a lot of people imagine your smoke alarm go, goes off and mm-hmm. you just sit there and you complain It's like oh man that noise is so annoying and we just sit there and we get upset about it and we don't pay attention to it and do what we need to do meaning find out if we're mistaken or put the fire out right and and change the situation okay. so if i'm angry at bob it could be that that bob is doing something that needs to be stopped or changed in in some effective way or I, or maybe i've misunderstood what bob has said mm-hmm. and it's like oh wow <laughs> uh, my reaction wasn't it's not that I'm bad for having that feeling. It's, as you said, it's a knee-jerk reaction. We're not bad or wrong for having feelings. Mm-hmm. We just want to find the healthiest way to deal with them because yes. not dealing with them stops us from moving ahead and creating the life we want and feeling as good as we possibly can and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, So.
0: and and it's important to point out that you know most of the reactions that we have, it's not to the present. It's to the first time it happened. It's to the past. <laughs> it's when that perception was originally planted in our minds when something happened and we either um judged it as pleasurable or not pleasurable and we develop our likes and dislikes and we try to avoid what we dislike and create more of what we like but this it still creates that magnet and so any reaction that you have it's best to consciously say okay what am i really reacting to instead of what's in front of me but use bob as an example, and you're going to yeah. go back to, but I love and accept myself is what you say. We should say immediately,
2: regardless yeah. of how yeah. we feel
0: about the situation or a person. Okay.
2: Right. Yeah, because Bob is pushing buttons that have been there for a long time.
0: For a long time. And the whole idea of this is to clear out the buttons so you don't have yeah. these anymore. That's the, the total direction we want to go in. Okay, so what's step two? First, we do the side of the karate chop side of the hand. Either arm, either hand, it doesn't have to be your dominant, correct?
2: Right, whichever one it's comfortable doing, and, and again, as I said some people do two, both okay. hands, and so they might okay. uh, tap their karate chop points together for the oh. for the opening. Oh,
0: you, okay, so you can do that at once. Okay, good, yeah. good to have two yeah. hands. And yeah. what is step two?
2: So then we would go through the uh, the different points. The first one, and I'll invite folks to go go ahead and just take your uh, your fingertips and tap right at the beginning of the eyebrow. So, you know, right right there above the nose, basically in the middle of the face. So tapping right at the beginning of the eyebrow. And then the next point is the side of the eye. So if you follow your eyebrow down to the outside corner of the eye socket and tap right there. Then following around under the eye to right under the middle of the eye at the top of the cheek and tap right there. Okay. Then tapping right between the nose and the upper lip and tapping right below the lower lip at the top of the chin
1: Mm
2: -hmm. next point is the collarbone point if you feel where your collarbones come together there's a little u-shape at the base of your throat and an effective way to do this is to make a fist and tap right over where the collarbones come together we're tapping both collarbone ends right there Mm -hmm. next point we're going to tap is under the arm this is about four inches below the armpit that's right about bra strap level, and I'm sure mm-hmm. even the guys can figure out where that one is.
0: Oh, uh, Sure. And,
2: and I go ahead and I use all all four fingers there to tap a larger area. Okay. And the last point we're going to tap is the top of the head. So if you just kind of use your all your fingertips and tap all around the crown of the head, just little circles there, and just cover that whole area, a couple of the meridians cross over right there. So those are the uh, the eight points that we're going to be tapping as we go through this process. And in the the very basic version of tapping, of EFT, we would just say the same thing over and over again on each point. So if the issue is, I'm angry at Bob, we would tap the side of the hand and say three times, even though I'm angry at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Then we would tap each point saying, I'm angry at Bob. I'm angry at Bob. I'm angry at Bob. Go through one round, take a deep breath, and then check in again and say, "Okay, how angry am I at Bob and Generally, that number will go down sometimes it goes down immediately. It could go from an eight or a nine down to a zero, you know just through this process right away. Sometimes it might go from a nine to an 8.75, 8.3, eight point seven five eight point three, eight, seven point five as we go through each round. sometimes it takes a while. Now, the interesting thing is that because tapping is like uh, peeling the layers of an onion. So, as you said, Mm -hmm. it's stuff from the past. So as you're tapping through and saying all this anger at Bob, all this anger at Bob, and we're clearing stuff out and we start to reveal, oh, you know what, what really upsets me about this is this reminds me of a time when I was in college and my best friend totally messed up something I was working on. And we keep tapping and it's like, Oh, but before that was when I was in middle school and my Mm -hmm. best friend at that time did, you know, and we can keep going until we recognize when I was five, mom did this to me and,
1: Mm -hmm. you know, and
2: it just really hurt my feelings. And then we clear that out and because at some level, you know, part of us might go, oh, man, I don't want to dig that stuff up. But at some level, if it's in there, it's been running your life. (laughs) It's
0: it's been fermenting. You have to get it out.
2: And cause and effect. It's like, okay, if there's a part of me that goes, well, mom did this, and so I must deserve that. And so to prove that I'm right, because human beings love to be right,
1: we we would rather
2: be right than happy. So exactly. To prove that I'm right, that I deserve this kind of treatment, I'm gonna manifest a situation where my best friend in middle school does this to me and then later in college I'm gonna manifest it so this best friend does it to me. And each time it's like, Oh, I'm so angry at these people and unconsciously part of me is going, Woo, I'm right about me again. This is the kind told of you so. that people treat me. Mhm.
0: Mhm. That's the I told you it, so complexly. It's it's yeah. um very strong in, in each of us yeah. depending on the uh, maybe the intensity of the ego but we all have that we all do it and and this is an excellent way to really and you know what it's not that frightening to just sit and do this tapping do the sequences gauge your emotional level and say you know how bad is this and if it's anything over seven then i would say continue and and then do the rounds of tapping do it and Try to peel those layers to get to it. So to recap, you're saying first we should gauge our emotional level on a scale of one to ten by saying, um, "What you put it in your words. I don't want to use mine." Yeah.
2: Well, we state whatever the the issue that seems to be bothering us, and that could be I'm angry at Bob. It could be uh, I'm really nervous about this interview. It could be I'm I, I. I really feel this stiffness in my shoulders because we can clear physical pain as well. Mm-hmm. It can be uh, a craving. I really want to have that donut. Okay. That was when, I, when I first learned DFT. what really um, sold it for me was Gary passed out Hershey's Kisses and asked people, you know, on a scale of 0 to 10, how much do you want that? And I was a bit of a chocoholic at the time, and I'm thinking that's a good 8 or a 9. You know, it was taking everything I had not to just eat it right away. And we tapped for a few minutes on, ooh, I really want that chocolate. And by the end of the tapping, I was about as interested in the chocolate as I was in the foil wrapper. And I don't think – actually, I didn't eat chocolate for two years. For two years after that, I didn't pick up a piece of chocolate. Yeah, Eat it now? No once in a while i'll i'll have some chocolate and and then i'll go for weeks months and not even be not even think about it it's like yeah why why would i have that so you know and i know that if if i find myself uh starting to have a sweet tooth then it's like okay there's something going on and i need to do some more tapping
0: yeah so uh, i myself i do not um i am not a chocolate eater i do like it but something with the sugar after a few bites, something happens in my energy field, and I don't like it. And I don't like the, yeah. the woozy feeling. I don't feel sick, and I don't itch. It's not an allergy. It, my body just doesn't want it, so I honor that. But I do like salt and um, vinegar. Like, you know, mm. I, I like carbs, I like and I like salt. Although I don't do a lot of salt in my food, you know, occasionally I will have, like, a salt and vinegar potato chip. And it's not yeah. a daily or weekly thing. It's I don't know what it is, but, you know, sometimes I just look at it and laugh and walk away. Other times I can't, but that's effective information because everybody ha- craves something, and it, we generally crave what the body doesn't want. That's what a craving is, so that would be an effective use for this technique for everybody listening.
2: Okay. Huge, huge benefit uh, of, of the tapping to be able to take something that's like, oh, I really, really want to have that and... And it, yeah, it may have nothing to do with the food. It may be, you know, what I, I have a presentation I need to work on, and I'm afraid I'm not going to do it well. I think I'm going to have some potato chips, right? Yeah, because you know I'll get to that presentation, but I'm just really hungry right now, and I think I think potato chips is really what I need right now. And it's like, no what I what part of my mind is saying is what I need right now is to avoid the possibility of failure. Yes. <laughs> or even more profoundly. I need to avoid the possibility of success because I might do that presentation and it might lead me to a promotion or some other opportunities that could mean change in my life. I might do I, I might go work on that promotion and it might lead me to making all this money and I'm going to be compelled to buy a bigger house and I'm going to have to move and buy new furniture and um, potato chips sound really good right now.
0: Exactly, and it happens so quickly though in the mind. It really. Is oh a, yeah, we it's have a, no a, nanosecond, idea. a nanosecond. A nanosecond, and you're like, oh, I need chips, yeah. and and you don't hear the rest. You don't hear right. the rest no, of no, that, no. that thought.
2: The mind is going, shh, don't think about this potato Don't figure chips. It this out.
0: Yes. <laughs> this it's is all about chip.
2: you want potato chips. <laughs>
0: It, it just means you're hungry, and you have to honor the body. But it's really a trick of the mind telling you these things. Okay, so um, what do we do next?
2: Yeah, and and one of the things is to recognize we don't do this because we're stupid. This is not uh, this is not a you know uh, some huge character flaw of oh you know I avoid success by eating potato chips or I get angry and and all and all this stuff. It's just human stuff based on what we've learned. We've you know, picked up information from people who didn't know any better than we did over the years. We've seen them, and they may have taught us better habits through what they say, but we've learned so much from what they do, and we've seen them engage in self-sabotage, and we look at them and go, Oh, I guess that's how I'm supposed to do it, too. We see yeah. our parents argue about money. We see our mm. parents eat uh, unhealthy food. We... Mm-hmm we see all this kind of behavior and we go oh that's how I'm supposed to behave you know our par- our parents weren't <laughs> probably you know in our affirmative years going okay kids hey you know what we're going to um have some uh, really unhealthy food right now when you're an adult don't do this but um just for right now we just need to release some stress <laughs> yeah
0: don't don't do what i do
2: <laughs> yeah
0: don't do what i do do what i say okay yeah.
2: So we're What's doing. We're, we're all doing the best we can at every at every given moment. We're always mm-hmm. doing the best we can based on our programming. And when yeah. we try to change that programming, we can go to self-development seminars and read all kinds of books that will tell mm-hmm. us how to do things differently. But when we try to do those thing, different things, part of our mind goes, "Ooh, unfamiliar! Stress! 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 Go have a potato chip!" <laughs> So the tapping helps us deal with that and go, okay, wait a minute. It can be different. I can be different. I can handle having things go a different way.
0: Okay. Interesting. All right. So where where do we move on from here? Um, You had said that the stomach is um, the meridian that governs, I guess, for lack of a better word, the stomach is under the eye. What do the other points point to?
2: what well, the um there's there you know and there's some but I'm, I'm
0: there's, taking notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you you believe know, there's it.
2: some there are different thoughts about what uh what different points um go to and whether you know but generally the 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 different emotions that that I had learned that different points go to is the eyebrow point is for sadness and trauma. Okay. side of the eye is about anger and resentment. Under the eye is about fear. Under the nose is embarrassment. Under the mouth is about shame and guilt. Collarbone is, again, about fear. And under the arm is about low self-esteem. Okay. So, it, now, again, you know, we can get caught up in that, and there, there will be times when you're tapping that you may feel I just want to hang out at a certain point and mm-hmm. it may not even make sense it may be, wow, I just feel like tapping the side of my eye but it doesn't feel like anger to me so don't get caught up in that thinking, well, I, I need to I need to only tap the side of my eye when it's anger you know, that was the the part of the genius of of Gary's simplified version of tapping that he called EFT is rather than getting caught up in, in which emotions are at which point then we just tap through all of them and we cover all the bases, gotcha. and, uh, and and clear that stuff out.
0: I'm just detailed that way. Sorry, I haven't, I have an no, outline No, <laughs> it, it, it's fine. It's fine. And some
2: people really like to work with it that way. There are times when I'm doing a tapping round, and I will focus on particular emotions, on on different points, if if I feel guided to do it that way for a particular mm-hmm. um, for a particular person. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm a I'm I'm a big believer and teacher in the in the notion that um certain emotions sit in various parts of the body. Um for instance, the best example I always give is the liver. Anger sits in the liver. Um and you can see evidence of that, um, if you you've heard the term angry drunk, and when people uh put pour gasoline literally over a lot of rage when they drink alcohol, they become very angry because it triggers yeah. them. So yeah. Um, that fits so in line with everything that I believe and and teach that these tapping points will help you break up a knot of energy, so to speak, and tap that out, loosen it up, and maybe you have to keep going. You have to trust your intuition. Like Brad said, if, if you're comfortable in a certain spot, maybe stay there for a few more minutes until yeah. you feel a sense of ease. Is that what we're looking for yeah, as we you wanna... move on?
2: Right, we want to get to that place of peace. That's what we're going for is a, is a place of peacefulness around whatever had been bothering us. We, what happens is we, part of our mind perceives a threat. You know, mm-hmm. so we have we have this mechanism in our brain. In the midbrain, we have a thing called the amygdala, and that responds to a perceived threat and starts pumping cortisol and adrenaline to the body, getting us ready for fight or flight.
0: Anti stress. Made a lot of yeah.
2: yeah. This this made a lot of sense 100,000 years or so ago, when we were walking amongst animals that could kill us and neighboring tribes that might want to kill us. So we needed to really be on alert. And and the threats that came up very often were life or death. Not so much anymore, but our brain hasn't really evolved over 100,000 years. Mm-hmm. So we're still responding. You know, someone says, "Hey, get out of my way." And we are still responding as though it's a saber-toothed tiger. Yes. Uh, Many of us. So that's what we call the sympathetic nervous system, that that reaction. Then we have another system called the parasympathetic nervous system, which then says, okay, wait a minute, everything's okay, calm down. Mm -hmm. Let's start clearing the cortisol out and let's start relaxing the... The thinking goes from the midbrain back to the forebrain where uh, we have more critical thinking and creativity and clear thought and stuff like that. So the tapping speeds that process up so that we can look at the situation that we're in. You know, Bob's done this thing. I'm all angry because I'm I, underneath pretty much every uncomfortable emotion is fear. I'm mm-hmm. angry because I'm afraid that Bob's taking something away from me or it's going to cause me problems or it's going to hurt me in some way.
1: Mm-hmm. As we do the
2: tapping, it's like, wow, you know, Bob doesn't really have that power over me. Or if he has some power over me at the moment, there are ways that I can deal with this. And a lot of the stress that I'm feeling right now is not helping me. And I can calm down and I can find a better way to deal with this.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And... uh you know, and maybe Bob's not such a bad guy. He's doing the best he can based on the corrupted programming that he had. Yes. <laughs> it's it's too bad that Bob was raised the way he was, such that he would do such a nasty thing. But you know what? Maybe if I can calm down, I can help him calm down, too.
0: Yes. Yeah, that's Bob's problem. Your reaction is yours. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. Would you? No
2: one makes us feel anything is the ultimate... Uh, and Absolutely. get to the place of recognizing, you know, because we'll say, "You make me so angry. You make me sick. You make me." It's like, no, 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 no mm-hmm. one makes us feel anything. People push buttons that we already have, but uh, you know, it's like the old analogy: if you if you take an orange and you squeeze it, all that can come out is what's already in there.
0: So. Right. You're not you're not going to get anything different. Would you? Would, if you have time, would would you like to guide us through an experience and and take us on a short experience for anybody who's never tried this? I would like to, I would like to try this.
2: Oh, twist my arm. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I, I would love to. Thank you for asking. <laughs> okay. okay. So, you know, as as I mentioned, I told uh, I've already demonstrated how to do the basics of EFT where you just tap each point and you can just mm-hmm. say whatever the issue is, and that can be very a very effective way of doing it. Now, the way I do it is it tends to get a little bit more free-flowing and different thoughts and ideas come out.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, because we're dealing with emotions, and as I said, it's like peeling the layers of an onion, sometimes we uh, tap into some uncomfortable stuff that we haven't been aware of. You know, it's like we we tend to sweep a lot of stuff under the rug. Mm-hmm. And so doing the tapping is like going to clean your room and we're going to go and lift the carpet. And mm-hmm. if, <laughs> you know, depending on what you've swept under there, that's going to show up, and it can be uncomfortable at first. Because if you're looking at your room and just saying, oh, my room's clean, my room's clean, I'm feeling fine, we mm-hmm. go and pull, pull up the rug, it's like, oh, my goodness. So if you have been sweeping a lot of stuff under the rug, uh, like maybe barrels of toxic waste, I'm going to suggest that now <laughs> okay. might not be the time to, to tap. <laughs>
0: I was thinking because, blame standing guilt, but you're like barrels of toxic waste. Yeah, I love it. <laughs>
2: okay. So, because I because I don't know who's listening, I'm not going to be able to uh, respond directly to you and take care of you. So, uh, if you if there's a lot of stuff under there, if you've been holding back some some heavy emotions. You might want to wait until you can work with someone one-on-one, or at least have a friend there to provide emotional support. So, if you choose to tap along, I need you to take full responsibility of your own well-being. So,
0: so do we sit tall for this breath?
2: You can. I'm not. uh, You know, I'm not big on rules about this. It's if whatever, whatever position folks are comfortable in, I say is uh, is where you where it's fine. So what I'd uh suggest is go ahead and close your eyes. Okay. Just take a breath in and hold it. And let it go. And now just with your eyes closed, just go ahead and follow your breath through your body. And notice what's going on inside. Notice if there's anything stressful going on in there. Anything that's been bothering you any discomfort, anything that you might be worried about. And you might even think about something that you really want, some action that you've been wanting to take, something that you'd like to have in your life. And if you haven't been taking that action, if you haven't been moving forward on that, I'm going to suggest that there's some resistance inside. And that's something that we so rarely pay attention to. We'll sit there and we'll swear up and down that we want to make this thing happen, but we keep stopping ourselves. So allow yourself to be aware also, if there's something that hasn't been happening that you want to happen, notice where you might be feeling discomfort, where there might be some fear, some concern about making changes. There might be some stress in the body about that. Just allow yourself to be aware of where in your body you hold on to that stress. If you can, rate it on a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being super stressful. And just allowing yourself to be aware of thoughts and memories that might come up about why part of you thinks you need to have that stress. What part of you is afraid of. Now, take another deep breath. And, Charlotte, I'll ask you to be my echo voice, so if you'll repeat back what I say on each okay. phrase. Okay. All right. Great. And then, every, and then everyone else can just uh, repeat what I say along with Charlotte. i so tap it on the side of the hand. Okay. Even though I feel this stress.
0: Even though I feel this stress.
2: I choose to love and accept myself anyway.
0: I choose to love and accept myself anyway.
2: Even though I feel this stress.
0: Even though I feel this stress.
2: I choose to love and honor myself anyway.
0: I choose to love and honor myself anyway.
2: Even though I feel this stress.
0: Even though I feel this stress.
2: It may not be a lot.
0: It may not be a lot,
2: but I'm not experiencing all the peace and joy I'd
0: like. But I'm not experiencing all the peace and joy I'd like. And I
2: deserve to feel peace.
0: And I deserve to feel peace.
2: And even though I feel this stress.
0: And even though I feel this stress.
2: I choose to deeply and completely.
0: I choose to deeply and completely
2: love, honor and accept myself.
0: Love, honor and accept myself. And anyone else. And anyone else
2: who may be contributing to this stress.
0: Who may be contributing to this stress
2: by what they're doing now?
0: By what they're doing now?
2: Or what they've done or said in the past.
0: Or what they've done or said in the past.
2: Okay. Tapping the eyebrow point. All this stress.
0: All this stress.
2: Side of the eye. All this discomfort.
0: All this discomfort.
2: Out of the eye. All this stuff inside.
0: All this stuff inside.
2: Out of the nose. That doesn't feel as good as I'd like it to feel.
0: That doesn't feel as good as I'd like it to feel.
2: Out of the mouth. I'd like to feel more peace.
0: I'd like to feel more peace.
2: Collarbone, I'd like to feel more freedom.
0: I'd like to feel more freedom.
2: Out of the arm, to be, do, and have what I really want.
0: To be, do, and to have what I already want.
2: Top of the head. And part of me is afraid of change.
0: And part of me is afraid of change.
2: Eyebrow point. So when I have an opportunity.
0: So when I have an opportunity.
2: Side of the eye. To make positive changes in my life.
0: To make positive changes in my life.
2: Out of the eye. Sometimes I feel stressed.
0: Sometimes I feel stressed.
2: Out of the nose. The stress comes up.
0: The stress comes up.
2: On the mouth. At a bunch of different times.
0: At a bunch of different times.
2: Collarbone. And it really slows me down.
0: And it really slows me down.
2: On the arm. Sometimes it just completely stops me.
0: Sometimes it just completely stops me.
2: Top of the head. And part of me says.
0: And part of me says.
2: Eyebrow point. That was my plan all along.
0: That was my plan all along.
2: Side of the eye. Because I want to stay in my comfort zone.
0: Because I want to stay in my comfort zone.
2: Out of the eye. So if I can find ways to stop myself from
0: leaving it. So if I can find ways to stop myself from leaving it.
2: Out of the nose. That supposedly keeps me safe.
0: That supposedly keeps me safe.
2: Out of the mouth. This stress might not feel good.
0: This stress might not feel good.
2: Call them, But part of me believes it's protecting me.
0: But part of me believes that it's protecting me.
2: Out of the arm. I'm open to the possibility.
0: I'm open to the possibility.
2: Top of the head. That I can find better ways to take care of myself.
0: That I can find better ways to take care of myself.
2: Eyebrow point. I could keep myself safe.
0: I could keep myself safe.
2: Side of the eye. Without all of this stress.
0: Without all of this stress. Under the eye.
2: And I'm not wrong or bad or stupid for feeling stress.
0: And I'm not wrong or bad or stupid for feeling stress.
2: Under the nose. I'm just doing what I was taught to do.
0: I'm just doing what I was taught to do.
2: Under the nose. From an early age.
0: From an early age.
2: Come on, I've seen people getting stressed out.
0: I've seen people getting stressed out.
2: Under the arm. Sometimes over the smallest things.
0: Sometimes over the smallest thing.
2: Top of the head. And I learned to do the same thing.
0: And I learned to do the same thing. Eyebrow point.
2: I'm recognizing now.
0: I'm recognizing now.
2: Side of the eye. There may be healthier ways to deal with it.
0: There may be healthier ways to deal with it. Out of the eye.
2: And I'm releasing the stress.
0: And I'm releasing the stress.
2: Out of the nose. Releasing the stress won't make me stupid.
0: Releasing the stress won't make me stupid.
2: On the mouth. It won't m- open me up to do crazy things.
0: It won't open me up to do crazy things.
2: Collarbone, I don't need stress to keep me from being an idiot.
0: I don't need stress to keep me from being an idiot.
2: On the arm. In fact, the less stress I feel...
0: In fact, the less stress I feel...
2: Top of the head. The better the choices that I make.
0: The better the choices that I make.
2: Eyebrow point. And when I make better choices?
0: Now, when I make better choices.
2: eye, I take better action.
0: I take better action.
2: On the eye, that creates a better life.
0: That creates a better life.
2: Onto the nose, and
0: I deserve that. And I deserve that.
2: On of the mouth. Plus it just feels good to let go of the
0: stress. Plus it just feels good to let go of the stress.
2: Collarbone. So I'm allowing myself to relax.
0: So I'm allowing myself to relax out of the arm
2: I'm allowing myself to feel peace
0: I'm allowing myself to feel peace
2: top of the head in body mind and spirit
0: in body mind and spirit and take a deep breath
2: I'd ask folks to close your eyes take another deep breath and just check in with wherever you are feeling that stress and go ahead and rate it again on a scale of 0 to 10. Hopefully, the numbers come down. It may also be that you've just become more aware of what's behind the stress, what the fears might be, what memories might be coming up. And then you can tap more specifically on those issues.
0: Mm. I feel so calm. Excellent. I do. I did not have an easy day. This is wonderful. I can yes, I'm very are. sensitive and I can all <laughs> I can feel a difference in my physical body, I can feel it in my emotions, and I can feel it in my mind that it's not racing and it's not chewing or and there's nothing ricocheting anymore like it was this morning, if that makes sense, these things mm-hmm. that ricochet around in our minds. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. Thank
2: you so a lot much, time, Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for the opportunity to let me share that. Sure. Um The, the uh, part of us that does that ricocheting, that's another brilliant part of us that is making sure we stay safely in our comfort zone. You know, if I can obsess about some seemingly inconsequential issue, mm-hmm. then uh, brilliant. Like, <laughs> you know, a lot of people... We'll sit there on Facebook reading what everybody's complaining about, and Mm -hmm. hours will go by. It's like, perfect. Now I don't have time to do what I was going to do that was going to lead me to making changes in my life.
1: Mm -hmm. Now I'm
2: safely in my comfort zone. So we might get mad at ourselves for saying, I can't believe I wasted all that time. It's like, okay, part of you has not felt that that was a waste of time at all. Part of you has been doing that intentionally to keep Mm -hmm. you safely distracted from making any changes. Yeah. And just recognizing and going, okay, I, I'm trying to take care of myself in a certain way. I don't need that kind of care. It is okay for me to not get caught up in other people's negativity.
0: Mm. And it, it takes a lot. I, you know, it, it's, not, it's not difficult. It's just different. And it does take a lot of courage, I think, to say, I'm ready to end this cycle. I'm ready to end this pattern. I'm ready to look. Beneath the surface, under the rug, and and really look at what what's in there that is causing these things in my life. And what a lot of people, I, and I pray for everybody to experience this, is that when you look at a fear and really look at it and you recognize it simply as a fear, the the moment right before letting go of a memory or a fear is the hardest part. But immediately afterwards, you can feel the blissful peace that just fills your being you really can and using this as a tool for forgiveness which is something we talk um frequently about on the show yeah use this use this in tandem with other techniques or by itself however use something and yeah. and you Brad, you do these sessions internationally uh via phone and Skype correct mhm yeah okay so if someone yeah. listening would like to have a session with you they can get in touch with you through your website you believe that hour net. went by as quickly as it did <laughs> I just I, when I wanted to touch one go ahead finish your sentence oh no please go ahead I just wanted to touch one uh, you wrote the, uh, a, a book that is um, enjoyed by kids as well as adults um, tell us a little bit about that and um, I'm going to send everybody to the website to look at everything you do and, and, and hopefully check out the book but tell them what you do with the book
2: yeah, thanks. So, uh, yeah, I wrote a children's book called *The Wizard's Wish*, or *How He Made the Yuckies Go Away*, a story about the magic in you. Because I've been working with these adults, and so often, if not always, <laughs> the issues that we're trying to clear up were things that were started in childhood. So I thought, hmm, if we could teach tapping to kids, then we could save them from growing up to uh, into miserable adults, <laughs> Well mm-hmm. and not necessarily miserable but adults who are limited in what they're doing and not living as full and joyful a life as possible. So I wanted to find a a fun storybook way. So I made up a a story about a wizard who discovers that there are yuckies, these little creatures called yuckies that get inside and stop us from feeling good. And by tapping with a a wand, you Mm. can knock them out and then discovering that actually you can use your finger as a wand.
0: So. Well, and and you've had a lot of great response from this book, right? I yeah,
2: it's I've really enjoyed hearing about it. I'm in in different places where kids have been affected. Uh, people have told me, oh, we've been using this book and sharing it with the kids and introducing them to tapping through this book. And yeah, uh, yeah, it's been very gratifying.
0: Okay, and the, and the adults are getting just as much impact out of it as the children, well. which is the beauty of it. <laughs>
2: That's one of the fun things is that as the, as parents read it to the kids or teachers read it to the kids, then uh, they're learning too and yes. hopefully tapping along too. And everybody clears off that, the yuckies and starts to feel better.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a really, really uh, profound bonding experience whether you're um, a parent, a guardian, or a teacher. That's a really nice bonding experience with a child that looks up to you.
2: Well, and, and, and it's a great way to give children permission to talk about emotions because we have so much programming about keep your – keep your, you know, sweep it under the rug, keep sweeping it under the rug. And mm-hmm, so,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, so a lot of us are walking around with these barrels of toxic waste under the rug because it was never okay to talk about our feelings. So, oh. you know, so it gives children permission to talk about their feelings. And it, it helps adults because sometimes as, as parents or teachers – we're, we don't want kids to talk about their feelings because it might be about us, and we can't handle that. Well, if we're tapping along with it, we're in a better place to hear what they have to say, and, mm. and everybody gets healthier.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Brad, why don't you tell everybody how they can get in touch with you and, and um, have a private consultation with you and your websites and everything that you are uh, that you have going on right now.
2: Oh, great, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: my main website is Brad Yates uh or you can also go to taptofeelgood.com. So those are the the four words that I want you to remember. You know, because we we all want to feel good. So remember to taptofeelgood.com. And uh, so there's a lot of resources there. You can find my calendar on there. I'm doing live events in different places. Uh, I, in fact, I, I leave in a few days to go do workshops in Ireland and England. Um. So you can find out about my YouTube videos. I have almost 400 videos on YouTube on different subjects, uh, all kinds of all kinds of stuff there. And then there's a link to for the book included, and you can also go straight to that thewizardswish.com, and you can even read the book there online.
0: Wow, you you really put a lot out there in the interest of helping others. You really do. Well,
2: you know. Doing what I can to make the world a better place. And
0: absolutely. That, yep. That's, that, that's that's my to too. That's my goal. <laughs> I know. And you know, when when you're aligned with your purpose, and and this is a way, it just occurred to me, if if people are, are are looking in the mirror and saying, "Why are you here? What is your purpose?" This would be an effective technique to clear out what's blocking you from from seeing and experiencing that. In, in sper- experiencing that, wouldn't you agree? Uh, absolutely. Sometimes
2: we don't allow ourselves to know what we really want to do, what we really feel we should be doing, because it's safe. It's like if I knew what my purpose was, I'd have to take action on it, and I might fail, or I might succeed, or people might be upset with me, or there's all this stuff I'd have to deal with. You know, as soon as I know what to do, then I've got to do it. So I'm going to very conveniently not know. Yeah, I don't. I haven't a clue what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: Mm. Tap 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 tap. Peel the (laughs) onion. Feel the onion, find your purpose and and ways to find fulfillment. I know that, you know, if I don't have it today, I'm on my way, absolutely. And I so appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to share your time, your expertise, and, and that beautiful experience. I wish you all the success in the world and a wonderful trip abroad, and I would love to have you back on in the near future. Anytime you'd like to be on the air, you just let me know, Brad. Oh, that would
2: be great. Thank you so much for having me on the show, Charlotte. I really appreciate you providing me this opportunity, and I really appreciate everyone who's listening and has tapped along for uh, being willing to clear your stuff because it makes a difference to more people than you know.
0: It really does. All right. Well, that's our show for today, everyone. Um, Do visit um, Brad Yates' website that he mentioned and use this technique to bring harmony and balance into your life in all areas where it is needed. And until next time, God bless. And be at peace. So long for now.